What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Tali, The Voice. And on this week's episode of TTV Radio, we are back once again with our lovely guest, Jakira Holloman. Y'all know her as the one and only creator, curator, and runner of Printed Not Pressed, um, which is a dope bookstagram. Y'all should check that out, especially if you are into books and all things literary. She will guide you down the path to literary excellence. Um, on this week's episode is just a continuation of the conversation that we had last week, which is about families, uh, family, friends, forgiveness, relationships, and more specifically on this episode, we talked about boundaries, man. Boundaries are such a big deal. Nobody really, I don't think I know very many people who know how to set boundaries well outside of like my mom. And also maintaining those boundaries is super difficult, at least for me. So I uh, just want to shout out Jakira because she really put on, she she like gave me a ton of game on setting boundaries, stepping up and, and understanding how to like regulate those things. And of course, through my research, I learned a couple of things as well. So uh, tap into this one, you guys. It's another really great conversation between Jakira and I. I really hope y'all enjoy it. And I'm going to highlight you guys at the end once again. Anyway, y'all, peace. family friends we're talking about relationships and you can set boundaries and and set these precedents in every single relationship period in your life. and I think honestly I really think that familial boundaries um, are like the number one thing that need families your family members your your 50 something year old mom dad aunt what whomever cousins do not understand boundaries at all. People think that your life and, and my life, since we're tethered by blood, need to be 100% transparent no matter what. And I don't know about you, but I don't know that much about my mom's life outside of being my mom, <laughs> right? Mm. I, I'll be honest. I don't know that much about my dad's life outside of being my dad and, you know, with the exception of where they work and all that stuff. But pre all of those things, who are they just them, right? Who, who are they, like, when they're with their friends, when they're out when they're not dealing with family When they're stuff, by themselves. When they're by themselves, right? I don't know them to that extent, right? And I think that's because our parents establish a boundary of, you're going to know me as your mom. You're not going to know me as a woman. You're not going to know me as a man. Yeah, you're not going to know me as, as who person. I am as a person. You're going to know me as your parent. You're going to know me as your, power. As that dominant figure mm-hmm. in your life. Right, exactly. And I think that, you know, setting a boundary, which by definition is a clear line or limit you draw with those in your life to maintain healthy relationships with the intent that you don't feel overextended or taken advantage of, right? Super important. Not feeling taken advantage of, I think, is the most overextended and not feeling taken advantage of are the two most important parts of that for me, mm-hmm. right? Because I've always felt taken advantage of and like I always overextend myself, whether it be with my friends you or my family. You have a horrible boundary setting. I do. I don't, You've been I, taught horrible boundary setting lessons. Exactly. I don't yeah. know how to set boundaries, right? Mm. And that and that's partially because I don't think. And shout out to my mom. She's 
started to help me understand that a year and a half ago because I think she sets really good boundaries with a lot of other people mm-hmm. in, our fa- in our family. Um, but I didn't, I, I'm now learning how to set those boundaries, you know, because... Yeah. I'm only responsible for the shit I let happen to me. Exactly. No one and, else is, especially as an adult. you know me. I mean, this is something that, not that we got in arguments about, but that you had a really hard, hard time understanding um, about me is like, I will really just cut people off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, she's, she's yeah. got the scissors in Yo, hand often. All of my friends be like, your scissors are sh-. sharp. Like, I take them out every Sunday. I sharpen them. I mm-hmm. make sure I tend to the, the, the needle, you know, and mm. things like that. Like, I am not a kind of person... Um, and I think that's from years and years of overextending myself, mm. giving so much of myself, being taken advantage of and thinking that was normal that I realized like, no, it's okay. Like, and it, it's anybody, it's yeah. anybody. Like I will, I will set the clear boundary. Like, Hey, this is what needs to happen in our relationship until it happens. We will not speak. I could do that with James. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I could do that with my mama. So yeah. I think once, and I think that's a groundbreaking relationship for me, right? It's mm. like when I learned how to set boundaries with my mother, nobody else had a fucking chance to try me. Right, <laughs> nobody, exactly, yeah. nobody else had a chance to take advantage of me. Nobody. Nobody, yeah. Right? Exactly. Because my mom was the biggest power structure in my life that I had a horrible time setting boundaries with. And what I really don't think people realize is when you set boundaries with someone, you give yourself room to love them more. Absolutely. Absolutely, because when you set boundaries with people, you start to see where you kind of start to understand where where they are as a person and where they're flawed, right? Like, and and understand how to accept them for who they are in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And how to potentially even even uplift yourself. I think that the number one thing, like you know, physical boundaries are one thing, right? Like, don't touch me. I don't like being, you know, I'm not someone who likes hugs, or you know, I'm not that level of affectionate with people, that's that's understandable, right? Those are boundaries I think that most people understand how to set. But boundaries that I don't think a lot of people know how to set are like emotional boundaries, right? Like I know one of the biggest things for me, and I told you about this um, uh, when I when it had happened, we had consulted with one another, right? Being that Jakira is my rock. Um, <laughs> and we we talked about, um, we talked about, you know, how I've always been a big dude, and through my life, I've struggled with that self-esteem and all that stuff. Shout out to the motorcyclist passing by. Um, my self-esteem and understanding that I can be big, but also be beautiful and be loved. Shout out to my B right here. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember I had to I had to have a conversation with my mom maybe two three years ago about setting a boundary about talking about weight. Mm-hmm. Right. My mom was the type has always been the type of person. Um, you know, with the ones that she loved to be like, mm, you gained a little weight, which I think is a typical thing for black moms. And Latinos. <laughs> right? And Latinos, in gen- right? In general, and like, yeah. yeah, shout out to shout out to me being Latinidad. Yeah, I know I need it. Period. <laughs> but but you know, but um but seriously, like having to tell her, like, listen, mom, like you there's times where you don't even say hi to me when I walk in the door. There's times where you'll give me a hug and be like, When are you gonna you know, you need to lose some weight. Like, have you been going to the gym? Are you eating right? And mm-hmm. worrying about that first instead of asking me, like, how are you? Uh, maybe thinking to yourself, like, maybe he's gained a little weight because he's really depressed. Or maybe he's gained a little weight because he's really stressed about work or because or he's whatever. happy. Or maybe he's happy. Maybe, maybe he's happy. Maybe, maybe he I've been full. going out for crab legs every single day. You know, <laughs> you maybe Jakira yeah. and I have been going on lots of dates. So I think that that was, uh, like, really 
uh, groundbreaking for me because it's something that messed with me emotionally, you know, mm. could definitely make me depressed, hated looking in mirrors because I'd be like, damn, I just look terrible, like, mm. I need to lose weight. And the fucked up part about it <laughs> is when people tell you you need to lose weight, and then when you've gained a lot of weight and you look back on those pictures, you're like, why were they telling me I need to lose weight? I look great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to say that I don't look great now, but damn, I was in really great shape and people made me feel like I wasn't in great shape. So I think that that's, that's really important. Like understanding how to set those emotional boundaries with your family, with friends, I feel like is a, a bit easier of a task because y'all connect on an emotional level, level more time. You don't think so? I don't think so. Talk I don't to think me. So. Why do you not think so? Um, so I have, you know, before when I was doing my blog, I was talking about how, like, emotional, this is what I mean why people have to be aligned, right? Right. Um, I think I'm, like, the only big girl in my friend group, right? Mm. And I had to tell a lot of my friends, Same. like, I had to tell a lot of my friends, like, stop saying, like, oh, I'm getting fat, or, um, like, I just love your comp. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm a bad bitch, regardless. Oh, right. It is not even regardless. I'm a bad bitch in in this big body that mm. you have shown you have an issue with, right? So now I have to reframe what our friendship is because you're not going to make me feel like it's something wrong with me being big. Right, exactly. Uh, bitch, I like to eat. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I had to have a conversation like with a couple of my friends where I'm like, listen, mm. I understand that you have your insecurities. Don't have that conversation with me. Because what yeah. you're going to get is cussed out. Right, exactly. And I, trying to be a good friend and set that boundary, I'm like, you know, when you say things like this, it doesn't, false compliments. I don't, I'm not in it for false compliments. Mm -hmm. um, so I had a situation where a friend was like, you know, you're so confident. Like, I just love the confidence, the way you're able to be who you are and wear what mm -hmm. you want to wear. And I was like, what does that mean? I mean she was yeah, like, oh, I mean it. Fuck? Like, it just means that you're so confident. I said, should I not be confident? Should I not be confident? Like, do, I, do I look bad? I, I said, I was like, is there a reason for me not to be confident? She was like, well, you know, like a lot of bigger girls aren't confident and da da da. And I said, oh, so you think there's something wrong with me being big and I'm powerful because I'm confident? Um, I'm not confident. <laughs> I said, oh, that, that's your problem. Is you think that I think there's something wrong with me and I'm confident despite I'm confident because period. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. like, like, let's not. And also, I mean, no, we're not subscribing to Eurocentric beauty standards. We don't really care about none of that being super skinny like, and all that. That shit doesn't mean Even anything. my friends being like, girl, you thick. I'm fat. Just say what it is. I'm fat and I look good. And I can do that simultaneously. Yeah. Right? Like, don't let other people, even my mom, my mom, you know, bigness friends in my family, and my mom never tries to hurt me. You know, I know all girls can can attest to their mom being like, maybe you should put on a girdle and stuff like that. Mm. And one day, it was like I was trying on a birthday outfit or something. And mom was like, maybe you should wear a girdle. And I was like, mommy, I don't hate myself. Like, I don't hate the fact that I'm bigger. I don't hate that people can see my size. Yeah. People got eyes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't. And, and I'm not actively trying to work to make people comfortable with who I am, right? So that that if I'm not comfortable with who I am, if I'm uncomfortable on my birthday, I got to wear a girdle, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to do extra work to make people comfortable with me. I think I look good, so I'm going to wear it just like this. And if right. people have an issue with it, you know, that that's on them. They can vocalize it to me and get cussed out, 
or they can be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to cuss my mom out, but I'm saying, like, in that, I had to tell my mom, like, I don't hate myself. In right, the same exactly. way you had a conversation with your mom, where it's like, you know, that affects me. I had to have that conversation and be like, listen, it don't affect me because I think something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. It affects me because everybody is trying to show me that they think something is wrong with me. Yeah, exactly. And what they need to understand is that what may be on the surface that seems like something wrong with me is something deep, deep in their spirit that's something wrong with them. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not about to pay taxes on your pain. Right, exactly. At all. I'm not about to pay taxes on what's going on with you, on your insecurity. That ain't got nothing to do with me. So I'm very swift at being like, oh, no, let's, re- let's, let's find out the real interpretation of what you're just saying and what's mm-hmm. going on with you because it seems like there's something going on in that situation with you, mm-hmm. right? And I think people really got to really, really zone in on how much taxes they paying on other people's insecurities. I don't yeah. let people tell me shit. And not that I don't take good advice or somebody's like, hey, this boundary is something that I want to set up or I feel like, you know, this is affecting me and I really wish you wouldn't do this. I always listen to people when it comes to setting healthy boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to being like, I think you should wear your hair this way and I think big girls look better and, oh, no, baby, I'm not paying taxes on your insecurity. Exactly. What? (laughs) I'm not paying taxes on that. That's not my bill. But, you know... I feel like not only not only that, like I've never set that type of boundary with my friends, but I think with guys is a little different. Being the big guy in the group, you don't you don't really with guys, you don't get called like the big guy or guys don't say like, bro, I wish I could wear that fit like you. I, I, that doesn't really happen, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what it's like to be the big dude in the group when it comes to like playing sports. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Niggas don't pass you the ball as much because, you know, they think you can't really shoot. Mm-hmm. You can't really, or you kind of slow. So they don't really want you to be on the running end and shit like that. But I, I would say, like, I don't think that that hurts dudes as much emotionally as, like, having to deal with family members be like, yo, you gained that weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of need to lose some weight. Yeah, and you that's why you got to start like hitting people with their truth. You gained that weight. Um, your house is in foreclosure. Like, let's I'm talk about it. dead. I mean, I mean, no, right. like for real, because it's, it's, and this is what I mean. Like, I start with my, I, I tell my friends, well, I told my one friend, Brandon, shout out, Brandon, I love you so much. Mm. Um, I told my one friend, Brandon, I start with myself. Mm. Like, it seems like I always have so many daggers for other people or so much rashness and brashness for other people, but I start with myself. I look in my mirror and say, how have you negatively affected someone and how can that change every single day? And I don't do it to be down on myself. I give myself an opportunity to grow, right? I, which means that if I'm doing that, if I'm doing this work every day, mm-hmm. I require people in my life to know not to treat me like shit. I'm not even requiring you to do the work that I do. Right. I'm requiring you to be a part of my life. And not treat me like shit. And not treat me like shit. Don't treat me like garbage. Don't treat me like garbage. Yeah, absolutely. Don't treat me like garbage because I'm I'm doing the work to make sure I'm good to you even when I you not even thinking about me. Exactly. And I think that's a part of a part of valuing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like a boundary that you don't really set with other people, but it's a boundary you have to set with yourself. How much do I value myself to the point where what other people can say to me will not affect me? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know me. Mm-hmm. You don't love me the way I love me, and I'm not going to let You don't lay bullshit. down with me at night. And not only that, like you said earlier, what you're saying is coming from a place of hurt for you. You! 
it's not even coming from a place of hurt for me. So that's why I'm hitting you with the boundary. Hopefully, so it, whatever, feet. so whatever you're trying Social to distance. say will rebound back to your ears, and you'll understand. Oh shit, maybe this is something I see as a problem within myself. Yo, maybe there's something that I need to meditate. Well, not meditate, but mediate. Um, with a with you know maybe a, a, a therapist. A therapist. Shout out to therapy. Very well. Important. Even even having affirmations. Like I had an affirmation on my wall. Like I had to literally look at you are beautiful you are smart you are worthy every day for almost six months i had to read those words to myself and so they became so embedded in the fabric of my dna that i'm like oil with water with that shit you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying don't try me you survived 100 percent of your bad days and you've survived 100 percent of your worst mistakes don't mm-hmm. let nobody try to unearth the dead absolutely another another thing i think that's important like another boundary that's important to set and this one really, I guess, can be more so with your family than it can be with your friends, is a material boundary. Now, all of us have grown Ooh. up in a sense where... What do you, you mean? Know, well, think about it, right? The things that you own, the things that you bought, or things that you use, things that are were bought for you, how you are able to delegate whether or not somebody can take said thing or use said thing, right? With your... Uh, the perfect example, siblings, Right. With your siblings, there's always a power struggle for who is like using, let's say, your DS. Right. You have a DS. <laughs> your brother doesn't have a DS, but he always steals your DS to play with it. It's funny. So right? I used to steal my brother's DS all it's, the time. That's, yeah, I know. That's why I'm kind of using the, yeah. the example. Right. Um, but even with your with your with your parents. Right. Or with with your friends. Friends tend to want to borrow things. Friends tend to want to use things of yours with, you know, hopefully they're asking. Hopefully they're not you just taking You know what? I have a good story for this. Tell me. Go ahead and so let So I had know. a situation with someone I'm no longer friends with. And, you know, I have a bookstagram, so I had a lot of books at the time. And I was going to let her borrow one of my books. And I had to, like, run out. But she was there with her boyfriend at the time. And she had just gotten some food or something. And she, like, got syrup on my book. But she had to run out before I got back. So I come back, and the boyfriend's like, you know, there's syrup on the book. And I'm like, oh, well, she's not going to read it. And I just put it back where it's at. You know what I'm saying? And later on, she's like, she hits me up, and she's like, don't talk. Basically, like, don't talk shit about me to my boyfriend. And I had to let her know, like, sis, you did something to right. something that was mine. mine. Exactly. And your consequence was that you didn't have access to it no more. Exactly. But now that you're pressing me about a different matter... I realized that we are not equally yoked in this friendship and we won't be a part of this friendship anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, um, yeah, I think a material boundary is much more than a, I think it's much more than the material, right? I think it's a power structure. Another power, yeah. Power. Power, great show. Power. (laughs) (laughs) But but I think it's a power structure. Like, how much can I get away with doing to you before you bite me back in the ass? And I ain't going to lie. You can nibble on me. I'm going to bite you back. (laughs) I'm dead. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that it's it's a part of of material boundaries is hopefully the whatever, if you do allow people to use your things, you know, with or without asking, that that person also respects that that thing that they're using, right? Because that's a part of the power struggle too. Some people will borrow your shit and use your shit, run it to the ground, and then will be like, 
well, you said I could borrow it. I used it, and it's not my fault that it... Nah, it is your fault that it broke, because you fucking ran the shit into the ground and used it like it was yours. Now, I want my shit back, and you either going to buy me a new one, or you're going to repair this one. We could we could use it, uh, us as an example, so you're not calling nobody out. Remember that time that you tried to use my computer, and you just grabbed it? Yes. And I got pissed, and you were yes, like, why are I you so mad? I did not why, understand. Yo, now, now... that's a material boundary, right? Like he felt like because we date and we live together and we share a lot of the same things that he could just grab my computer. But the way my mind was wrapped around it was not the shit I paid for, not the $1,300 computer that I put money into. You ain't Mm. just going to grab my computer, right? And, you know, a lot of people will look at that and be like, oh, that means it was something on that computer that she didn't want. No, no. Nah, it's my it property. Gonna, yeah, it's it's my property, and I want you to have enough respect for me to ask me if you can yeah. use it. Because yeah. what when it comes to, you know, I'll never touch his computer without being like, James, can I use your computer? Da-da-da, because I'll have enough respect for him that this is his property. This is his thing, especially because it's an expensive thing. It was a pencil. That's one thing. But even my books, if you was like, if you, I can see you in here reading my books and I ain't cracked the spine and make sure the spine didn't crack on it. I'll be like, James, what's going on? Didn't tell me you're gonna read that one. <laughs> I don't know. I you feel know? like you would be happy because I'm. Like, I would be I happy that, that you're much. reading a book. I, really I would be happy that you're reading a book, but I also like you gotta be a steward over your things. Mm. Like I take care of my books. Don't be, some, you know, don't be opening the book extra wide and things like that. Like. I, you, <laughs> niggas folding the book over on itself. Folding like no dog ear in the pages. That's not what we do, Damn, baby. Dog ear in the pages. I I invested in this, and I want to make sure that you even with my markers. You was like, can I use your markers? I'm like, how you draw? You know what I'm saying? You I like, draw I draw heavy. I I'm sorry, you can't use my, my markers. And I and you know it's crazy. I've been that way since I was a little kid. I remember clearly asking my mom like. Can you buy me a separate? Uh, can you buy me the rose art crayons for share time, and I'll have my Crayola crayons for myself? And her being like, "What you mean?" I'm like, "Cause the the they not about to use my good Crayolas." I'm fucking like they just not gonna use my good Crayola. Period. Exactly. Period. You're exactly. not gonna use them. No, I I agree, right? And that's where I think like valuing and practicing saying no is a real important skill. Mm-hmm. A lot of there we say no to each other. Okay. You're and just we, now learning to say no we, to me. Yeah, I know. And it's God. hard, Shout y'all. out to your mom. Shout out to your mom. Your mom definitely uh your mom definitely helped me learn how to say no to you more. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? <laughs> in, I'm an enabler. In you saying no Damn to it. me, I think you have started to understand that why I say no. Right. Because before that used to be a point of contention in our relationship where you're like, You always saying no, like I do everything you want me to do when you want me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll do shit that Right. I don't do I don't do um, shit that I don't want to do, mm-hmm. and and it really is not even a lack of like oh James asked me to come get the groceries I don't want to do it and it's like I never want to help him it's like I had to retrain I think it's a negative thing and a positive thing but I had to retrain what me wanting to do things were giving myself reasons to do things but if I have zero reason to want to do something mm-hmm. I say no yeah no <laughs> I exactly. say. Hell no. And you know what's you know what's fucked up? I think that I had a really hard time with saying no because I grew up in the type of household and I'm sure your house was similar. Because I'm learning more and more ever since like twenty twelve that all black people in this generation grew up in the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad in some ways and absolutely hilarious in others. Yeah. Um, and one of the ways that I feel like it can be sad is 
Um, I don't know about you niggas, but always being forced to go and work with my pops when I don't want to work is really trash. Like, mm-hmm. a nigga has been working like a full-grown man since he's 13 years old. You know Yo. what I mean? So I think that, that that's where I learned that lack of saying no, even at work. You know what I mean? When I was working at, like, you know, maybe Nike or when I was working at, like, The Gap years and years ago, like, I had a hard time saying no to, yo, you want to come in for extra? I, I mean, maybe not Nike, not so much towards the end. But, like, at first I was like, yeah, like, oh, if I'm there and they need me to do 10 tasks and I know I really only have capacity to do four, I'm going to do whatever I can to finish all 10. Mm-hmm. At least eight. You know what I mean? To show that I'm an overachiever. Or whatever, in a sense, and 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 I had that that hard time saying like no, like no, I don't want to do that, or no, that's not for me, or just mm-hmm. just straight up declining like offers, anything. I had such a hard time saying no, and now I'm learning more and more how to say no, how to stop situations and nip situations in the bud with just a simple no. Yeah, you know, so I I, I definitely. And pushing that, make sure you guys practice saying no, even if it's to your significant other. We love, we love you. I love you. Yo, and you know what? You know what? It makes it makes everything fair, right? Right, exactly. Like I don't ever wanna. And I told you, I told you this multiple times. I'm saying no to you because I don't ever wanna be in a position where I'm exhausted by overextending myself for you. Mm. So I'm saying no to you now, and that may affect you and hurt you and feel. As if, and I apologize if it, it makes you feel this way, mm-hmm. but I want you to do the same thing to me. When you don't feel like late, and, and you know what you've noticed is that the shit that you used to do to me willingly, I'm starting to do for myself more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? I've been saying no. You've been saying no, <laughs> and you've been saying no, and has the world burned down? Has no. shit stopped? Say no, of course not. because. I think when you give the fullness of yourself to a situation, shit should come out good. I'm not saying it will, but more times than not, you're allowing yourself to be in a space that will attract good things. So if I'm hanging out with niggas when I want to hang out, like I remember I was with one of my friends, Drew, love you, Drew, and somebody was calling me and I was crocheting and he he was like, you're not going to answer your phone? I just looked at the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. My shit's ringing. I'm like, oh shit, I'm on my second stitch. Right. I, I gotta finish this this fucking blanket. Right. So, so I just keep crocheting. He's like, you're not gonna answer the phone. I called three, four times. I said, no. No. What's the point? What's the point? I don't want to talk. Sometimes this girl don't pick up the phone for me. It's really annoying. I don't feel like, like talking. We work together, but whatever. Nah, but if it was important, whatever. you'll text. No, no, for real. It's like <laughs> if it's important, you'll text me, and then I'll respond that way. But I don't feel like being on a. I don't feel like being on the phone. Well, my text message is normally quite aggressive. After like, what? Where the fuck is your phone? <laughs> phone, phone? But but yeah. that what 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 it really boils down to is do what's best for you. Yeah. In all of these situations, do what when, you want to do. When trying to navigate through this forgiveness, setting boundaries, dealing with friends, family, your significant others, whatever it might be, even if you have kids, dealing with your kids. You have to do what's best for you, especially if do not doing what's best for you is tearing you apart and bringing you down. And doing what's best for you does not always mean reassuring yourself when you're wrong. Doing what's best for you is actively doing the work to be the best you you can be. Exactly. And that doesn't mean you won't fall short. That doesn't mean that you won't have hardships. But what it means is doing what's best for you. If mad people telling you you messy, you messy. 
the the best thing for you does not be just to not be messy right like do what's best for you doing what's best for you means actively working with yourself to be the person that you imagine yourself to be it does not mean that doing what's best for you means that you could cut he said and she said off because what they said was accurate in a hit dog holler what does that even mean a hit dog hollers I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> uh, if you hit your dog, it hollers. Is that what you're basically? basically um, if the shoe fits, like if you do something, uh, it, like I'm gonna be honest, a hit dog holler sounds like some very southern shit. I was sitting here like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, a hit dog holler me basically it mean like if the shoe fit, like it's like, especially if somebody is talking about something and you're and you get offended and they're not talking about anybody in specific but you get offended it basically mean like a hit dog a hit dog holla like it means that you're the one who does said said that or that you personally know that's you mm-hmm. so that's why you mad about it yeah, yeah. That's dumb. yeah, yeah. so a hit dog holla so if if somebody checks you on something and you know it's true and it hurts you and you mad you cuss them out at the end of the day you can't you can't rewrite the story there but what you can do is apply what they said and put it right into action and being a better version of you, especially if that's something you feel insecure about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, people just say shit to hurt you because they hurt you. Yeah. Sometimes it, I think one of the biggest things to pull from this is to give people grace, give yourself grace, treat yourself how you want to be treated, <laughs> really, like treat yourself well. Treating yourself well will only result in you being able to treat other people well Mm. and not artificially, right? It will result in you organically having the energy, the time, and the space to treat people well. And if that is what you're going into it for, that's perfect. Yeah, I agree. That that, that was, wow, that was great. I have nothing else um, on the list of topics for this conversation. Um, thank you. That I feel like that was awesome. You know, I, th- I really hope that I really hope that you guys understand what we're talking about, man. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of reasons to forgive. There's a lot of reasons not to forgive, and there's a lot of room for growth in every every relationship yeah. you have. Ultimately, and there's, there's some people that's just not gonna fuck with you. Yeah, there's some people that you want to be a part of your journey. And one thing, if there's one thing I've learned in my 27 years of life is that not everybody's going to be able to be with you on that journey. Not some, everybody. Some people are going to have to get cut loose. Cut them loose. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. As, as my mama would say, I pray skates on your feet to get away from me. I'm fucking, yo. Who? <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, uh, that's all that I have for you guys today, man. Thanks a lot for listening. I will give you guys a proper outro. Um, one love, man. Listen, stay up. And make sure y'all follow Print to Not Press. Yes. Man. Check out all of the content coming out. She has a podcast that she's currently working on. Should It may be out by the time this comes out. I don't even know. Yeah. But we will see. Thanks again for listening. You have anything you'd like to say? Yeah. Um, follow me over uh, on Instagram at printed not press. Well, at printed underscore not press. Um, and yeah, just check out the podcast, check out the books we read. Tons of conversations are about to be happening on there, um, book related. And yeah, I just, you know, yeah. I'll be featured on there talking about girl on the train. Cause that book is fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely gonna have you on there, but, uh, thank you guys for checking out TTV radio. We actually have another podcast that we do with a great friend of ours, Kyle Davey, um, called the lost tribe. And it's, 
freaking hilarious. I feel like you guys will love it. Um, so definitely go and check that out. Um, check out Kyle's podcast, The Grubcast. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, that's a fact. Keep your head you on the swivel. Saying? Keep them keep them fakes and them lames out of your out of your circle, you heard? You know what I'm saying? Morning may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. What? Is that some biblical? Yeah, that's a biblical Who? thing. Okay. <laughs> Look, all right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Yeah, man, that was the episode that we had for y'all today, man. I really hope that y'all enjoyed it. It was it was a lot of fun to record with Jakira to do these this two part episode was was awesome, and I feel like super enlightened by the conversation that I have with her. Obviously, I'm lucky I get to have conversations with her about a multitude of things, whether we're on mic or off mic, um, because that's my boo. So, uh, shout out to her. Just want to give you guys a couple of pieces of information if you've made it this far. Don't forget to check out the TTV Radio Instagram because we are currently doing a giveaway until March 28th. That's right, March 28th, 2021 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when the giveaway will close. So make sure you guys go like, comment, tell me what your favorite podcast is for an extra entry. Don't forget to share the post to your story and tag me in it. And um, oh, if you don't follow the Instagram already, go ahead and follow that Instagram, baby. Listen, follow and lock in with me. Trust me, there's much more content to come, different videos, more podcast episodes, more in-depth conversations, and I'm actually about to get back on the interview tip, so I'm really excited to bring to you guys some of the people that I love to to watch, some of the people whose content I love to in, enjoy and, 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 you know, consume, so really want to just, you know, big them up, give them a, a chance to, you know, catapult and, and, and to collaborate and, and do what they love, you know, so. So um, look forward to that in the near future. Some great interviews are coming up. Um, Shout out to y'all once again if you made it this far into the episode. Thank you all for loving on the episode, showing TTV Radio a ton of love. And hey, don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, turn them notification bells on because you do not want to miss what is up up and coming. Anyway, y'all, love y'all so much. Shout out to the TTV Radio fam. I'm out of here. Peace.